Yo, this is another episode of the Steven from the Old Time Podcast. Listen to my dad, he's awesome. Welcome to a new episode of Steven from the All Time Podcast, where we bring you nothing but the best in hip-hop and wrestling news, and the only podcast, the only podcast that brings you wrestling and hip-hop news all in one. I think I'm really getting good at this podcast shit. I'm going to ask my co-host after. I am your, I am your I am your host, the Ayatollah Hip Hop, the whole damn show, the Rated R podcaster, and one half of the tag team champions of the world with my co-host tonight, Milenko Zero Miedo. Zero Miedo. Puto. I love when he does that shit. I can't wait to see him in Montreal. I'm going to scream out of my lungs. Uh, Malenka, we have a lot to talk about. Okay, can I, can I ask you a serious question before we, 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 we continue? Yes, go ahead. Do we got this podcast on lock? Do we got this hip-hop and wrestling? Oh, you got it on lock. Yes, you got this on lock. 100%. I'll tell you every week. Because... I'm going to be honest with you. I've been feeling myself lately. And I it's probably because I've been getting back into wrestling. But I've been feeling myself lately. And I've been getting into this whole character <laughs> that I could just say and do what I want when I want. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. I, I listened to the show. The last show, uh, the Crown Jewel review. It was super nice. So so Derek is my, my new... Co-host for WWE, you're my AEW and hip hop guy, and we got trapped for for hip hop. Yeah, uh, Derek did a great job. I hope I love that he defended Sami Sami Zayn. So that's I love I love him right away from that for that and he had, his passion for uh, Drew McIntyre and all that. So I respect that 110. He did a great job. Sami Zayn sucks. I still don't understand why you oh like Sami Zayn. Look at him. Right now, he's going to War Games. By the way, we'll be reviewing War Games next week, me and Derek. Uh, he's going to War Games, and he's the least good of all the guys in that group. Where, when is that? Uh, is on Saturday. Sunday? Saturday? Sa- I'll probably try to watch it. I'm going to try to watch it. Yeah, I'll try and watch it. You can come over if you want. Uh, but let's get into the, the reason why we're doing this episode tonight. This past Saturday, AEW Full Gear was live. And Malenko, for the first time ever, you came to my house to watch wrestling pay-per-view. Yeah, for the time, for the motherfucking time that we've been telling each other to do it, we finally fucking did it. Uh, (laughs) It was great. It was a great experience. I, I rarely listen to the show's live i always listen you know me i always listen to them uh, after the fact i i i stay away from my phone from the that whole mm-hmm. time and i watch it later if they're not uh, get spoiled but uh it was my one of my first time listening to a live aw uh uh pay-per-views as well so man it was uh, was it a fun night or what so I had a blast. I had you, Thomas, over, and Peyton watching it together. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it was the fifth annual Full Gear 
event yeah. for AEW in Los Angeles. It's already the fifth. Like I, I've been watching them for so long now, that I can't believe it's the fifth one. In Los Angeles, in Inglewood, California, at the Kia Forum. So yeah, you saw a lot of wrestlers with the, the LA colors. It, it was yeah, MJF. Lakers colors. Yep. MJF had the uh, the the LA colors. The Bucks as well. Yeah, the Bucks, of course, the Bucks. Yeah. They're they're from LA, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, they're from uh, where? Are, if in in the south of. I'm, something like that. Anyways, it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, so let, let's get into the AEW Full Gear 2023 review. Uh, we had the zero hour. So AEW likes to do uh, zero hour, which is one hour before the actual pay-per-view starts, where they have their prelims, right? Yeah. Which I think is brilliant. And the reason why I think that is brilliant, and you, you can tell me what you think, is because they get to showcase a bunch of superstars on a three to four hour event. And the zero hour gives them an opportunity to get some of the the the, the, the wrestlers, the uh, those guys to be able to be on a pay-per-view. And it, and you get you get so much more out of it, or of, instead of just having three hours of just you know pick your poison type of matches. No, I I enjoy it as well because um, for the same fact that you said, and those are not bad matches. Those are not throwaway matches. Never. They actually really important sometimes. So I enjoy the matches. Um, it's a great idea. I think they're right on the spot of what a wrestling show. Runtime should be because, uh, like a WrestleMania, let's say, is too much. It's two too days, much. two days it's is too much. much, right? It's too much. So, I think, yeah, that that uh, three, three hour mark is pretty good. I enjoy that. By the way, if you if you think of it, AW full gear, including zero hours, was almost five hours of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot, but I think three to Three to four hours is pretty good, so I enjoy that. So so let's get started with the zero-hour event. The first match was Eddie Kingston versus Jay Lethal for mm. the ROH Ring of Honor World Champion with Eddie Kingston coming on top as the winner. Yeah. Great match. Great way to start it off. Great, great way to start it off. Uh... uh he has a crowd on his hands, man. Uh, I really think Eddie Kingston is a f- crowd crowd favorite, and he's always gonna be. Uh, so, bringing that in, Jay Leto is a great wrestler, knows what to do on the ring, and uh, if Eddie Kingston is there, it's gonna be a bra, a, a straight chop for chop match, nothing, nothing high flying, just brutal match. And it was uh, Jay Lito is a, more of a high flyer usually, but it was a great match. Great match to entertain the show. I'm I'm becoming a big fan of Eddie Kingston. I just like his his whole character, the way he brings himself to the ring. He is not your average wrestler, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a bit bigger than than usual. He he has a he has, he has a stomach, you know. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to call him fat because he's not fat, but like you know, he has a stomach. Like he he's that brawler. You said it perfectly. He's that brawler. He's, a, he's grit. He's pure grit. And he's from New York, 
He always comes to the ring either in a in a baseball, basketball jersey, or yep. he's coming to the ring in a hip hop t-shirt. I love that. Love I love that. that with the boots and all. I love it. It was a great match. Just a great introduction to the to the full gear of pay per view. Uh, match number two was uh, your favorite, Cesaro, Claudio Castanoli, mm -hmm. uh, versus Buddy Matthews from uh, House of Black yep. in, in a singles match uh, with Claudio Castanoli coming out on top. Yeah, Claudio, uh, great win by submission. Two big dudes, huh? Two, Two big, big dudes. Two big dudes, man. And if the card for... AW the 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 roster is getting so deep. When you get Claudio Castanoli on your undercard, air quotes, with Eddie Kingston, Jay Lito, and Buddy Matthew, come on now. That's and that's a pre-card. That's like come on. And it, it was a great match again. Entertaining. Entertaining. Keep my attention. I love how these big dudes in AEW could actually fight. Mm -hmm. like, I can't believe Claudio Castanoli was let go of WWE. I think that's a, gr uh, a big miss. Big, big miss. It's crazy how WWE gets rid of all these dudes and they all end up going to have a really good career Yeah. in AEW. Yeah. That's, that's for all the AEW haters out there because I know there's a lot of them and some of them might even be listening to my podcast. Uh, AEW is, is putting these people on the map. You should pay attention. Yeah. Um... The, the the final match of the Zero Hour was MJF and Samoa Joe against the Guns, Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn, uh, for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Samoa Joe filling in for the injured Adam Cole Bebe. Uh, MJF needing to find a partner to fight these guys and Samoa Joe coming in and making a deal with MJF that if he becomes his tag team partner and they win the match that MJF would have to if he wins later on in the evening against Jay White and keeps his and retains his AEW World Heavyweight Championship would have to Uh, defended against Samoa Joe. Yeah, and... Um, and what happened? MJF and Samoa Joe won the match. And it's so interesting, because Samoa Joe is having fun. He's oh. getting out of that... Uh, he's getting out of that just straight, always serious, always wrestling. He's having fun. I'm enjoying this match. Um, How amazing. For his, for his age and the time of his career, he doesn't... I feel like he doesn't need to still be wrestling. He has nothing to prove now. He put a whole brand on his back with Impact Wrestling back then and TNA. So, uh, no, I think he's doing a great job. And just matching him with MJF shows how MJF can work with pretty much everyone and elevate. But how entertaining were they both together? It's super entertaining. The story they told on that match. Uh, and they hate each other. And they yeah. hate each other, but having them to work together so that they could win, MJF could win those tag team champions, retain them, and then have to go up against Samoa Joe later on in the year to defend this world heavyweight championship. And it was stealing the tags of each other. And, uh, you know, uh, at a point, MJF went with, for the kangaroo kick, 
and somehow Joe tagged them, <laughs> blocked that, so he couldn't do it. It was disappointed, but yeah, no, it's it's super fun. Super and, fun. And Samoa Joe being another let go of WWE because they had no idea how to book him is is on top in AEW. He's yep. on top in AEW. He's on top of in Ring of Honor. Yep. So props props to him. The before we get into the actual pay per view of Full Gear, at the end of this match, after Samoa Joe left the ring to let MJF uh, get the crowd hype, show that he won. Uh, the guns beat the shit out of MJF, yeah, and injured his leg. Right, they yeah. beat his leg up with a chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put his leg in between the chair, and they stomped on it, having MJF being carried out of the arena into an ambulance on a stretcher into an ambulance, and driven out of the building, having to bring him to the hospital, and having to eventually in the evening give up the match because he couldn't be there to wrestle mm-hmm. right yeah so that's another part of storytelling and the fact that you have your champion fight two times in one card opening the card up and uh, closing it is uh, amazing okay so mjf gets carried away in the ambulance he's out he has to he has to give up the match uh, adam cole coming out saying that he will take an injured Adam Cole on crutches and a walking boot coming out saying that he cannot he cannot let this slide and that he will be in place of MJF to fight Jay White in the main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing storytelling. Amazing, Amazing storytelling. Loved it. So let's get into the full gear. Let's get into the full gear pay-per-view. Uh, it was long. It was four hours. Yeah, yeah. It was a full four hours. Uh, the card, the full gear card starting off with Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland. Accompanied to, accompanied to the ring by the Nature Boy Ric Flair versus Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and the skinny Nick Wayne. <laughs> yeah. What'd you th- I man, I can't believe uh, Ric Flair was there walking. I can't believe that guy's still standing. Fuck, he, he looks, looks like half, shit. Half, he looks like lost half the time, but he looks like he pure was still shit. There, you know, he wants to follow his friend's thing till the end. So I guess he's gonna be there. How amazing was it that they all came out together? Sting, Darby Allen, and Edge all came out together all wearing almost the same exact attire mm-hmm. with Darby Allen, because we all know Darby Allen paints only half of his face. Edge coming out, painting the other half of his face, almost like a rock. Yep. And they all had baseball bats, and they were all wearing the same coat, the long oh, trench sick. coat. It was beautiful. Sick, yeah. All with the baseball bats as well. It was it was phenomenal to see all those guys come out, and the match itself was a was a good back and forth. It was it was a hype match if you're looking at it that way. It was a great way. I was actually very shocked that they started off the pay per view like that, but it was it was 
a great way to start it off and get the crowd hype. Yeah, and uh, I again, it's it's the 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 teaser, right? They want to. It's a great way to show Sting to the California crowd for last time because he, he is on a, his last tour. Let's say he's the retirement the tour. Retirement tour. He's like Kiss. Uh, <laughs> he's doing the retirement tour, and um, it was just another way to to tease us, Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage. That Christian is becoming slowly but surely one of the top heels, if he's not already top heel of the company. So for him to tease and not being at the same time on the ring with uh, Alan Copeland, I thought that was amazing. Um, The fact that uh, he ran out. He ran out of the stadium. You don't see him anymore. He left his team behind. And he just disappeared after clogging Luchasaurus with the TNT belt by mistake, obviously. Because he didn't so, want to fight. He didn't want to fight Ed, uh, well, Adam Copeland. Sorry. Every time he just left him being a coward. So when he just ran out by <laughs> by the stands, it had me laughing. You saw my reaction. That was amazing. I thought that was a great idea to just make him leave his team there. And uh, there you go, Sting, Darby, and Adam uh, winning. Great, great, great storytelling. Great storytelling because this hypes up the crowd and makes us want more of an Adam Copeland versus Christian feud. Yeah, it wants us to continue and hopefully down the line have them face each other in a singles match or actually for the TNA Championship. Yeah, and I I love that Luchasaurus. It's uh, it's. Uh is his teammate in sort of ways. I think Luchasaurus and Darby, uh, we've, I've seen that before. They're great together. They can do whatever together. They, they know how to work together super good. So, again, it was a high pace match. You saw Sting take a leap from the ringside, uh, 62 years old, jumping around like nothing, uh, doing a couple spots here and there. Uh, doing the the thank you uh, sting at the end from the crowd, perfect. I loved it. Yeah, great great way to start it off the pay per view. Uh, second match, uh, Orange Cassidy accompanied to the ring by Hook versus John Moxley with Wheeler Utah, who I really really enjoy watching mm-hmm. for the AEW International Championship. Orange Cassidy putting his championship on the line against Moxley for the second time. The first time they faced, Moxley defeated uh, Cassidy for the belt and then losing it, losing it to Ray Phoenix because that's when Moxley got his uh, injury. Yeah. He, got, he was concussed. He was in concussion protocol and he was out for what? About a month? A month and a half maybe? Yeah, a month. A month. Uh, what did you think of the match? Uh, I mean, I was surprised by the end of it, but Orange Cassidy and Moxley, uh, they were great each other. Huh? They were really great each other. Uh, Cassidy, I think, he didn't do much of his gimmick, of his uh, staying laid back gimmick. He couldn't. He went. He went right, right on it. So uh, a couple of good spots here and there. I like the. The spots when um, Moxley is kicking uh, Cassidy that's on the ground 
and Cassidy went pop up right away, mm -hmm. uh, show uh, uh, that he wanted all the grit to defend the belt. Because I was surprised. I was really surprised by the ending. You, what do you think about the match? The ending surprised me. You're right on point with that. The ending su surprised me with Cassidy defeating uh, Moxley. But he had to... He had to continuously pound on Moxley. And they and that was part of the story. Because if he would have just given him one finisher and won the match, it wouldn't have been believable. The end of the match with Cassidy really going at it with Moxley and going pound for pound and giving his soup what is it? A Superman punch? Superman elbow? Yeah, like the Superman yeah, Superman punch. Like. He gave it to him what, like five, six times? He gave him to him five, five. I think five times he gave him his finish, and, and he beat him clean. He beat him clean. Uh, so th that's huge. I mean, I was surprised. I, I was for sure thinking they were gonna go back to Moxley. Um, I'm actually happy Moxley didn't win because I don't see that belt too. on him. Me too. He, he's not an international championship uh, type of guy. The he does he should be. He, he needs a. If he's going to have a belt, he needs the AEW World Heavyweight Championship belt that he's already held before. That mm -hmm. belt's really not for him. It's kind of like mid-card style belt. And Orange Cassidy really is a great, great champion. Like, he defends his belt week after week after week after week. And that belt is for him. I, I honestly think, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that's a great belt that he can hold for a long time. I think he could give prestige to the belt. So, and Orange Cassidy, again, we were talking about Eddie Kingston being a fan favorite. Orange Cassidy, you cannot have more than a fan favorite. I remember when it, it all started, I didn't know who it was, and the crowd was already backing him up like crazy, like crazy. He had the biggest reaction all the time. So, uh, Chris Jericho talked about it on his podcast a long time ago, but when he started, he was like, who is this? Orange Cassidy City. I don't like the style. I don't know. I don't like what they're doing. But once you get to know his work and how much he gets people in, you cannot say nothing against that. So that's what exactly because Jericho found out. He's like, you know what? If the crowd is into it, the crowd is into it. There's nothing for me to hate. So, and he, he, they worked together. They did the the orange match uh, back then. I don't know if you the mimosa match. I remember that. Uh, if, if you've seen that, but uh, that was a great match. So they had a good feud. They had a yeah, good feud. And Orange Cassidy, I think he he should hold out on that belt for a, a a couple of months. I think a good ring would be great for the belt. A really good match. Uh, the next match was Timeless Tony Storm. Uh, versus Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida, who you're a fan of. Uh, yeah, that's my top one uh, women wrestler since the beginning. I always loved how she works. Uh, it was a really good match. Uh, it was a yep. really, really good... I didn't expect it to be that good. Uh, Tony Storm is phenomenal in the ring. Yep. Phenomenal in the ring. Uh, she's another let go of WWE, right? Yep. Uh, by the way, she her body is a solid 10 on 10. <laughs> yeah, you were freaking out about it. I think that would distracted you more than the 
the actual match. Well, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Uh, I did not know she was that thick. Um, Tony Storm coming out on top, defeating uh, Hikaru Shida, which I'm actually very su- surprised. But I think the buildup of Tony Storm uh, and what they're doing with her character, it makes sense. They wouldn't have built her up to this level. And the whole actress and movie star in black and white. Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense. But I'm surprised that they did it this quickly. Um, yeah, that's the only thumbs down for me. That's the only part that I didn't really like about the card. The match was great. I enjoyed the match. Uh, I think you guys don't like uh, dial down a bit from that match, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think that attention was less there for that match. Uh but uh, maybe I'm, it's just me. But uh, uh, no, I'll, Tony Storm and Ikaru did a great match together for the time they had, and especially coming after that Orange Cassidy match. So um, I'm 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 just disappointed that she lost his title again for the third time. That's the only thing of AEW that's been having problem, and you see the comments online and all that. The women championship. It's been hot potatoing around too long. There's no much, like, um, what's her name? Saraya just had it. Yeah. Why they gave her the belt and and the biggest stadium in London for that for that reign? It, it made no sense. So, I think it was just for the moment. But uh, yeah, again losing. I I wonder what they're gonna do next. I, I don't know if Stony Storm is gonna hold it. I was for sure. That Ikaru uh, maybe gonna turn. I thought maybe they gonna turn her heel and made her win over Tony Storm because Tony Storm don't even need the push. She was already super uh, famous, so I don't know. It was pretty fast. The pro- couple promos and they gave her the belt. So I can't wait to see what she do with it with it now. But it was a creative match. I like the props. I like the. I, I really like the props that they did and the the finish. So, yeah, it was a great match. Uh, our next match, our next match, four-way tag team ladder match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Ricky Starks and Big Bill defending their championship against, uh, dude, this was this was a fucking match. This was a match. Uh, you want if, me to help you on the next? Uh, I'm gonna leave you to say the okay. Spanish name. Uh, <laughs> FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood, the Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King, and La Facción Ingobernable with Rush and Dralistico. Dralistico, yeah, those guys are fucking good, man. I can't wait to see them. Me, I, I, when you get that Mexican high flying stuff, you know I'm a, I'm already excited. So. It was a great match. Those ladder matches, man. People can complain all they want about ladder matches. They have too much ladder matches and all that. But fuck, I never... Every time is never a disappointment. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Does AEW do bad ladder matches? I don't think so. <laughs> There's two, they just throw away the rules. They just everywhere. They just get... They fly everywhere. You see, you see so many dangerous spots and those things. There's always someone that gets messed up oh man it's just if somebody breaks their arm here and there like what happened to the uh, fly high guys back then and 
top flight by oh man it's amazing so i enjoyed those matches and and the funny thing about this match was maybe besides three three of them none of these guys are really high flyers no no Mal- not really Malachi really. Black is not high flyer. Brody King is not high flyer. Dax uh, Hardwood uh, and Cash Wheeler are not high flyers. Never. Big yeah, Bill, no. Big Bill, <laughs> Big Bill is about seven feet tall. He's not a high flyer. He fights in Timberland boots. Yep. So you're, it's leaving really Ricky Starks, uh, Rush, and Delalistico as the only like even Ricky Starks isn't really high flyer. I, no, he's not really a high flyer. Pretty much the only one that was there is Dralistico that's uh a high flyer, but other than that you don't get much. But man was this match fucking out of control. Yeah, they flew high. They flew high. They all needed to flew high, that's for sure. They were like the, the spots that they did in this match were out of this world. Like I was like when Brody King, what did he give him a pile driver? Yeah, give him a pile driver on the on the ladder, on top of the ladder ringside. And the ladder a, cracked. The ladder cracked, so they put the, the ladder ringside from between the, the table, table. Yeah, yeah, from the table to the ring, and they walk in there and give a pile driver. Come on, that that spot you can see in everywhere. That spot was pretty crazy. The sell from Dralistico was amazing. He started shaking on the floor like a bacon. You thought you died. But, uh, oh, I mean, again, I, I think that that's a surprise win for me as well. Yeah, and Ricky Starks and Big Bill coming out on top. I knew they were going to come out on top. I didn't think anybody was going to take the championships. If there was going to be somebody that would have taken the championships from them, it would have been FTR. FTR, and I, yeah. And, I, and because they've been one of the... <sighs> Probably the best tag team champions from AEW. You know, I my I thought that maybe they're gonna do the Julio Hart that was on the next match win and then make win the Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King. I thought that was the combination maybe they're gonna go for. Um I told you on the during the show, I think Malachi Black and Brody King are the the issue with AEW, I think those are the the how can you say the mismanaged uh, wrestlers of AEW. In mm-hmm. my opinion, I think they should do way big. That those guys should be main card all the time. Always. That's my that's my opinion. I don't know why they not against the 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 elite or the you know with the young bucks or something like that I, I would like to see him on top i would like to see that faction on top um i really like malachi black and brody king like those are two big dudes man but they can hold a so match creative. together they're so creative you know like the spot uh malachi black on on the rope He's, uh, he's holding on to the rope with the ladder on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, who ran at them? It was, uh, I think it was Big Bill who ran at them. Or, uh, no, I think it was Rush who, who was running at them. And he just swung the, 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 the ropes. So the ladder went flying into Rush. And that was such a great idea. Like, he, he, he basically slingshotted the ladder to Rush. So I love that spot, and that's a Malachi Black spot. That he's been doing that for a long time. 
he, he gets creative uh, with his promos, with his attire, with the whole team. That's all his idea. The king of the Black Throne, that's all his ideas. So I think that's the missed book opportunity they have. I I wish they're going to get more. I know back then Malachi Black uh, showed some... Um, some um, how can I say... Uh, he wasn't satisfied on unsatisfaction with the, yeah. the company the way you were booking, so I I don't know. I, I I hope they stay. I hope when the contract is done, he stays. I think he could bring in more, or maybe put him on top of Ring of Honor or something like. Or I don't know. I feel like that's the miss opportunity they have for sure. They would be so entertaining. You gotta give that trio. You gotta give House of Black belts. They were the trio champions mm-hmm. at one point. They lost to uh, the scissor people, uh, the yeah, acclaimed. The, yeah, the acclaimed. That's a shame. But you got to give these guys belts. You yeah. got to give them belts. These guys could really run the company upwards, like uphill, because these guys are really creative, like you mentioned. And they, they're they smart dudes, man, and they put their bodies on the line. What, mm-hmm. uh, Brody King, what is he? 400 pounds. That eight, guy is huge. Eight feet tall? Yeah, full of tattoos. It looks like the, he would eat you. It looks like he eats people. Full of tattoos with the face paint and all that. They, they just have to look, man. They have to look to scare people. So, I don't know. That's that's me. I, 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 I was really hoping they would win this. I was... I had practically zero hope, but I was hoping. You know, there was zero chance, but I was hoping. Well, Ricky Starks and Big Bill came out on top. Let's see and what happens. Yeah. Let's let's see what happens going forward with those two. I don't think they can hold the belts for any longer. I think give them another month, maybe two months, and then it's over. I but, mean, I think they're gonna build them up. Ricky Starks. I I, mean, I I like Ricky Starks. Ricky Stark has been doing so much for the company, and whatever they put him, he performs. And they tried so many things with him. Um, so I really hope they stay on the belt with him. Let's see what, how they can build it. But Ricky Starks, I put a lot of hopes in now. I, I don't think Big Bill is always... He's never been a, a promo guy. That's why you had Enzo Amore with him back then. So, yeah. And I wish Enzo would be in AEW. But... Um, yeah, let's see. Let's see how it goes. Uh, the next match, like you mentioned, Julia Hart versus... Chris Statlander and Sky Blue for the AEW TBS Championship with Julia Hart coming out on top. Good for her. I like the finish. It was a I good like the match. finish. It was a surprising match, huh? Yeah. It was a really surprising match. I think they gave uh, way more than I expected. I thought that it was going to be, after, and especially coming after that ladder of madness to go out. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a tough spot, man. Tough spot for them. And uh, Julia Hart, I mean, I saw it coming because the push she was getting lately mm-hmm. has been super uh, super aggressive. So I like that. Kristan Lallier is a great wrestler. And Sky Blue went a uh, type of uh, change of character there. She yeah. she dropped the, the, the fitted cap and now has a crown and more of a... A black attire, more of a black side of her. Uh, so mm-hmm. Let's see a dark side of her. Uh, I can't wait to see what she can do. Yeah, Julia Hart, new AEW TBS Championship. Mm-hmm. 
All right, the next match. I think we should skip it. I don't, I'm not really in the mood to talk about the next match. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> this is a lot. The yeah, next match. The next match is my top guy. I've been saying it for the last couple of months, and you guys don't get all on the train after I said it. Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page, the gay cowboy. Oh, come on. In a Texas death match. Yep. Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page in a Texas death match. Malenko, I don't know what to say. I'm going to go on by saying it this way. This match was unexpected. As a viewer, I did not expect what I saw in this match. I knew it was going to be a good match. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Please. Because their last match from Wrestle Dream that we spoke about on the podcast was phenomenal. It was the highlight of the night. But to Amazing. go back-to-back matches in a pay-per-view and be able to give you the top match of those pay-per-views with this being a five-star match is... I Look, I have been a wrestling fan since I was probably one years old. Let's be honest with you. Since my grandmother put me in front of the TV and my uncles made me watch wrestling. Yes, I don't remember everything. But this match was just beyond my my wildest expectations. Beyond a, my wildest expectations. They went for it. They went for it. I think uh, that was the, mo- the match that was uh, the most anticipated for me. Just because I think they have the the nicest storyline right now in wrestling for me was be- and and they and the storyline was all throughout the match. Yeah, so they have the greatest storyline in wrestling for me. But again, I just I just watch AEW, so I cannot judge for all wrestling. So for me, of course, they have the top uh, storyline of the of the of the company, a hundred percent. And swear, I, I, it's just Hangman. For me, I I was really, really uh, hesitated on him. I loved him at the beginning. I'm not a fan uh, of him. I re- I'm not a fan of uh, of of him. There's something I I don't like about him. Maybe it's because I find his character and his attire and his whole the way listen, he brings himself. For- listen, I I enjoyed everything he did for the company. I always liked him. Always liked him. Uh, for me, he's starting to drop down with the whole Dark Order thing. They were kind of losing him. They didn't know what to do with him. Man, back then when he came out, he was drinking out of... He was chugging a beer with a fan every time. That was and cool. That, and that got people going. Then COVID happened. It was still raining. He was still doing great matches. Uh, he had feud with top guys, Chris Jericho. He had feud with... Um, with Omega, all top guys. So, um, man, he made me change my my perception of him on Dynamite. The promos he was given, the the grit he was going at it. So, he made me realize, and he made me just think, you know what? He's a great wrestler, great wrestler, and he's a great part of AEW. And, I I like him uh, in the ring. I like his fighting. Ab- his fighting abilities, in the ring performance. I just don't like the character. I'm not sold on the character. I'm not sold on the whole cowboy thing. 
the cowboy shit. Uh, by the way, a, th- a Texas death match is kind of like the last man standing match. Except it's about 10,000 times more gruesome. Yep. Um, it's Those gr- spots were fucking gruesome, man. Hey, he- Hangman didn't even have an entrance. He just ran directly to the ring and beat the shit out of Swerve for about a solid, what, five to ten minutes? Yeah, he did a buckshot. Two, sec- two minutes in, he already a buckshot lariat on him. Uh, landed. Um, I like just, that move, by the way, the buckshot lariat. The buckshot I'm, is sick. The buckshot is sick. And uh, he's a great wrestler, man. He has great cardio. He can do pretty much everything. He does that shit with cowboy boots on. Fucking crazy guy. But uh, um, what do you think about the match? Uh, number one, it was a 29-minute th- match. 29 <laughs> minutes. Okay. Um, it was 29.55. Okay. Wow. So let's say 30 minute match. Yeah. The storytelling in the match was phenomenal. Okay. Phenomenal. Okay. Did you see, like, did you see all of us? Yeah. Did did you see, we were, we weren't even talking. We were, our eyes were glued to the TV. It was like we were watching an exorcism. Yeah. We're standing up, fucking, uh, Yeah, doing faces the whole time. Fuck. Uh. It was it was crazy, and just the the whole the, like the way they used the barbed wire, uh, swerve with the uh, with that. What was it? The uh, not the brick that he was using. He was using that cement block. The cement block. Uh, yeah. But just the thing I loved the most about that match was the way they used those weapons. But it, they were so athletic with it. It wasn't just like, I'm going to hit you across the head with the chair. Yeah, no. no it's like, exactly. I'm, I'm going to fucking backflip you onto the chair and give you a pile driver into a barbed wire. They they made it, you know, you know, I've never been a fan of dead matches. I, I, the reason why I like guys like Mankind, okay, is because... He knew how to tell the story with that violence, with mm-hmm. that history. And dead matches sometimes to me is just violence with for violence, you know, for the shock value. But Mankind, he was the one to bring that thing with the storytelling. Terry Funk was the guy who would bring it with the, ter- the, the storytelling. So this was a great case of, yes, they needed all that mm-hmm. blood. And yes, they needed all that grit and that violence in the match. And, and that's the difference. And it makes you, it, it, it make us invested into it. Um, fuck, you, you just said it. We are straight reaction, physical reaction while watching TV. We're on, on a fucking, in a, our, our house watching that and we're reacting to it. So it tell you how, it can give you a strong message. How crazy was it when Adam Adam Page drank uh, Swerve's <laughs> blood? That was insane, man. That was insane. All the attacks, you know, he was stacking him, hitting him with the attacks. Put him ta- he put a, he he tacked a, a, a drawing of his daughter, on son the, of his son on his uh, on his cheek to Swerve's cheek. There was, was staples. There's a staple disgusting. gun. Oh, it's disgusting. It was just disgusting. The all the um, the glass they they broke. Oh man, uh, 
So, it was just a violent match. So I got a I got a text message before we reviewed the match. Well, we already did, but you know what I mean. I got a text message from the mother of uh, of my kids with a TMZ. TMZ, yeah. TMZ, AEW's Adam Page, Staples Swerve Strickland's face, drinks blood in gruesome match. And it was basically, she posted this in the text message, the the highlight. And she's like, and you let him watch that? And my answer was like, no, he didn't watch that match. No, Peyton did not watch that match. That match, he he had to play with his, he went to do his (laughs) own dead match with his toys, but he couldn't watch that. He you was right next to us. Hopefully, she never hears this episode. She was. Re- he was right next to us watching the full match until I told him, Peyton, go away. That's when Swerve had Adam Page his neck strangled with the chain, and he was going to hang him. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no. He tapped out way before. He tapped out way before Peyton. No, no, no. That's when before, I told him to, uh, to get No, but Peyton tapped out before, I'm telling you right now. He tapped out before. At the beginning, yeah, as soon as it started, he went like, no, this is not for me. But uh, he knew it. Peyton is he's, he's bright. He's bright, the kid. He knew it right away. He knew terrible. Right I'm away. a terrible father. Um, Milenko, I'm going to say this. This is a five-star match uh, with Swerve coming out on top. Beating Adam Page, I was very shocked. I think I, 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 I was with you. I think Adam Page was. I knew he was gonna win. They couldn't have made Swerve win twice. But this is perfect example of somebody, and I give the utmost respect to Adam Page. Okay, he put Swerve over. This yeah. is a beautiful example of somebody putting somebody over. Excellent, excellent, excellent job by Adam Page. And Swerve Strickland is only on the on the skyrocket to the top. Beautiful moment. Five-star match. This is a solid 10 on 10. This is probably my match of the year. Yeah, and you know, uh, where uh, was he wrestling in uh, 2019 to 2021? Another perfect example of WWE and NXT giving away fantastic, athletic, storytelling, wrestlers yeah so that that was it for swerve and now honestly is the feud finish yeah the feud finish you think what do you mean you think they're gonna finish the feud on that or uh yeah i think it's done no i don't think so i think it's too personal i don't think i don't think we'll see adam page for the next month Maybe two okay, months. That, that could be. That could be, man. That's too personal. They're gonna come back, but I, I just see Swerve on top after that. I don't oh. see. He needs. He's gonna have one day. He's gonna have the AEW belt. By the that's, way, that's it, for certain. I follow Swerve on Instagram. The next day, he was at the LA Rams game at SoFi Stadium. Bleeding. He was still bleeding. I think. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Uh, our next match. Our next match is. My favorite tag team in wrestling right now, the Golden Jets, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega versus Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. So the whole stipulation of the match was if the Young Bucks would win, the Golden Jets were never able to wrestle as a tag team ever again. Uh Uh-huh. 
And if the Golden Jets would win, they would get the Young Bucks title opportunity mm-hmm. for the AW Tag Team Champions. And the, and the winners that came on top were? The Golden Jets. The Chris, Golden Jericho, Chris Jericho, uh, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. Uh, and Omega. And Omega. Yeah, G- the good storytelling match. again. The storytelling ah. again. The arm. Uh, so uh, the Young Bucks attacked the arm of uh, Chris Jericho for the whole match. Uh, you could see that Kenny Omega had that hesitation halfway in. You remember that? Mm-hmm. He, he had the hesitation. He thought he was going for Chris Jericho, but he, he switched ideas. He went for uh, Matt Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. So... Um, Great match, great storytelling. They won. What are they going to do next? Are they going to win the belt, you think? Um, I think they should give these two guys the, the tag team championships. I think Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, you give them about a month or two running with the tag team championships is really a great way to be like, hey, guys, you've been with wrestling for a very long time. Here are the, here are the tag team champions. Run with it. Have fun. This so they, you, is, this is you fun think, for them. You think they're going to beat Ricky Stark and Big Bill? They can. Absolutely. And I yeah. think it would make Ricky Stark go insane knowing that Chris Jericho beat him. That could be it. I think I think they're going to go in a sur- on a swerve. I think something's going to happen between the, that match or... There's going to be a swerve in there. I don't think they're going to give the belt to no? Omega. I don't think so. I don't think so. I got Maybe they're going to tease it to bring... Uh, I think they're going to tease it to bring eyes on Ricky Starks and a Big Bill. I think that's what they're going to do. To bring eyes onto them and uh, make a great show out of it. But it's hard to me to see that. I think it's going to be a swerve. Of some sorts. We'll see. But a great match, a great yeah. match, and Chris Jericho and it still can wrestle, best wrestler of all time. So. Speaking of uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, uh, Will Osprey is all elite. He signed the contract. Yeah, uh, he is. He is the big signee. Every name came out. Every name, even Goldberg. Come on, Goldberg. When the same company with Chris Jericho, get the fuck out. Okay, uh, so Will Osprey, after his contract is up with uh, New Japan Wrestling, he will be full-time All Elite, and that is fantastic. I think he can bring a bunch of good feuds, a bunch of great wrestling matches. I wouldn't even be surprised if he ends Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega's uh, careers. Think of it. That could be something big. That could be. He's the that Billy Goat. That could be goat. something huge. That could be something huge. I mean... That could be it, and um, I think uh, the other uh, the other name that we should see coming through is Dov Ziggler. I think Dov Ziggler should be close. Yeah, he might be a next signing. The rumors are he will be signing. Yeah. Uh, and the main event of the evening, with yeah. MJF being injured, wink, wink, Adam Cole uh, going up against uh, Switchblade Jay White. For the AEW World Championship match. What happens? Adam Cole limps to the ring on crutches in a walking boot. With Jay White in the ring. And you hear the ambulance sounds. And who is it? MJF driving the ambulance right into the Kia Forum. Limping his way to the ring. 
saves Adam Cole from the match, and then a fantastic, I repeat, fantastic match in our presence. What yeah. did you think of the match? Uh, man, MJF never stops surprising me. M MJF always... I've been telling this for years. I'm going to repeat myself. I think he is one of the greatest wrestlers working right now for mm -hmm. the next generation. I think he's going to be a big, big thing. And he just shows it. He just shows it. He, he surprises me every time, every time. His storytelling, his ring ability, the way he went from the top eel to the top baby face. Like, that's a tough thing to do. Mm -hmm. That's a, a tough thing to do and get so much emotion. His interviews, I mean, the whole package. So the match was amazing to me. What do you think about it? He, to your point, he is a mixture of Shawn Michaels. He is a mixture of Ric Flair. He's a mixture of Chris Jericho. He's a mixture of some of the greatest all in one. This guy is, he's like you said, he surprises me. Every chance he gets, his storytelling, the guy could carry, he could take a fucking piece of wood and make that person into a star. He could yep. have a full-blown, one-on-one, in-ring performance with a piece of cardboard. He could do anything. Yeah, The guy could anybody over but uh, not only that but on the mic he makes people stars with just the way he has conversations with them on the mic yeah and that's a and that's the thing that i think jay white couldn't do with uh, mjf i think mj i think he, did you went back and see the promos i've tell you he was struggling kind of uh... but i think it was uh, you the thing, the, the the Jay White and MJF promo that they did together, I think it was done on purpose. And MJF kind of gave him, he, like, he, he tossed him. He's like, here, run with this, do this. Yeah. And and that's why MJF was able to come back and back and back. And Jay White kind of kind of pushed back as well. So I I I think that's one thing I want to agree with you on. I think they had some really good promos, and Jay White did some really good promos. He's a heel. He's a piece of shit. He's an arrogant son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. He he does a lot better than a lot of the people that are doing promos right now. And the yeah. whole thing of Jay White steal, stealing MJF's belt and holding it and saying that he was the real champion. That was great storytelling. And he, mm -hmm. Jay White did a really good job at it. And it brings it back to the match as to where the whole storytelling in the match with MJF coming back with the ambulance to fight Jay White and putting on the match that they did one legged. Did you see yeah. what he gave? What the fuck did MJF and do? And, and all that. It was a great the figure four when they do the all figure four sequence. That was a great sequence as well. You could see MJF struggling and turning it over and getting the crowd into it. You know, after a five-hour show, the crowd for the last, maybe if you flop that last match, you can flop that. I mean, you can run flat on it. But um, no, MJF brought that fire Brought that emotion. Um, you saw him suffer, suffer through the match. He's athletic, huh? He's athletic. You could be uh, Adam Cole trying to 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 help him uh, with all those. Because uh, he's always been 
kind of a baby face for AEW. So for him to try to cheat his way to make him win, went against MJF. So that was, a, again, great storytelling there. Mm-hmm. I think they're teasing that thing that they're going to break off, break up. So that was great. Um, Did you he see gave him he... the ring. He gave him the ring, but yeah. it's, it's actually um, Switchblade that had it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's great. I, I I love the match how they done it. The finish was amazing, and uh, the in ring performance, like the actual match itself, Jay White and MJF did fantastic. And just the athleticism of these two, and they're like just the way they carried themselves. It was like just the way it flowed so well. And MJF, when he what the fuck did he do? He jumped out of the ring and gave him. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I don't know what he did, but that was funny. It was amazing. Did it, it, look such a wonderful job that they did with MJF coming out on top and retaining the AEW World Heavyweight Championship and being and that 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 cemented him as being the the longest reigning AEW champion. Yep, for a year now. So. And I love that match so much that I bought the t-shirt. I bought the full gear uh, Jay White MJF t-shirt with them on the cover. Super, super, super happy with the way it, the way the, the, the evening ended. What do you give this pay-per-view, Malenko, on 10? Oh, I mean, AEW hasn't missed a fucking pay-per-view yet. I've never fucking went disappointed. I'm I'm tired because I always give them eights and nines and so, but honestly, this for me again, this is a nine. This is a nine for me. I enjoyed the whole show. You? It's probably one of my favorite pay per views since getting back into wrestling. I all in was great. All out was great. Wrestle Dream was fantastic. But this man, the storytelling, the matches, the sequence, the flow was just. I mean, the Source Strickland and, and Angman page match, probably one of the best of the year. So that's that's what make this card so elevated. Um, the Orange Cassidy, Moxley, the Tony Storm, Mikoru Shida, all those matches gave it so much. So, yeah. I, yeah. Malenko, How much you said? How much you said? I didn't give it a scrub. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Malenko. Zero hour was better than any WWE event this year. I'm going to watch that pay-per-view on Saturday. I'm going to watch it. So that was our review of AEW 2023 full gear. Yeah. Uh, WWE, please take notes. And Dynamite, in three weeks, we're going to be in the building. Dun, dun, dun. Can you believe that? I can't wait to see AW Live. I'm so excited. I'm probably going to have two t-shirts. We're going to make a sign. <laughs> I am fucking excited. Okay, we got to get out of here because yep. uh, Randy Orton might be on WWE Raw and we're recording yep. Ball Raw is going on. Anything you want to add? No, man, I want to add two things. I want to <laughs> oh, add. You, you I want to no say one something. Danny wants to add something. Yes, I want to add something, okay? The Alouettes won the Great Cup. That was an amazing fucking game, okay? I went to bed late because of that. CFL and fuck the Blue Bombers. We did it. Fuck it. Um, that was amazing. First in 13 years. 
then and and I made a lot of money versus Toronto. I bet for Alouettes there were five points under underdog. So how much I did you win? Dog, I made money. I'm not speaking money on this. Okay, go. And then and then okay, I just want to say this. I waited 15 years, Stephen. Stephen, I waited 15 years for this rapper to drop an album. He gave me a flute fucking album. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Andre Tristax, go fuck yourself. And you know what? The worst of that? You know what the worst of that? I listened to that fucking stupid shit, okay? I listened to it, okay? The titles are the most interesting thing. I'm not I'm I'm not 30 years old yet. I'm not going to like a flute fucking album, okay? Fuck you. Okay, fuck you. And if you fucking guys like that fucking album, suck my dick. Because you're lying. You're lying. There's no one my age who's gonna love that fucking flute. And I get pissed off when I hear people, oh, I love this album. You never heard an instrumental album of your life and you're gonna tell me that flute fucking album is good? Get the fuck out. Okay, so Andre Tristacks, go fuck yourself for that album, okay? And... Man, I hope you never touch a flute again. Again, okay? God damn it. Did you uh, listen to the album? Look, listen, I'm a... Are you gonna... Steven, you're gonna lose your fucking mind. There's nobody zen enough to go through that. I fucking did it. I don't know how. I don't know how. Look, I'm really trying to be more positive in life, okay? And more accepting. Uh, I'm just not gonna listen to it. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna just give you one title, okay? Because everybody, everybody saw the I swear I really wanted to make an a rap album, da, 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 okay? The Gandhi, Dali Ali, uh, Dalai Dali Lama, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. Go fuck yourself for that title. Go fuck yourself. It's a fucking 10 minute song. It never fucking stops. Fuck you. Fuck you. Epic record. Go fuck yourself for producing that shit. New Bloom Sun Andre 3000. Fuck you. I'm never listening. And J Electronica can come out. What's next? He's gonna come out with a drum solo album. You fuck. I'm tired of this. I'm, I I don't want to hear nothing about it. If somebody puts it on the list for top 10, go fuck yourself. Um, with that being said, Stephen, uh, I know you're uh, you're editing this episode, and you're probably deaf after Malenko just screamed all that. <laughs> I just wanna, I wanna, and I wish, I I wanna know the opinion of Stephen on this. He, I really wanna know. I could tell you right now, he turned it off after three seconds of listening. Because I to know it. he loves music, like we do. And we have to go through albums like that. I understand it. And I'm trying to get, you know, brought, but I cannot do that, dude. I cannot do I that. I totally agree with you. I totally I agree with you. That's why. That. I, the flute album. Come that, on. Huh? That's Come why on. I'm not going to listen to it. And I'm going to listen to things that I enjoy listening to because do I'm. You, do you know how many flute al artists right now they've been doing this shit for 40 years? Or like, fuck, this guy dropped an album. He's already. He has fucking. 15 times I listens and he sucks. Like, come on now. I love how angry you are. You make me seem calm. I love it. I feel great after this. Steven, new blue sun. Go fuck yourself. That's uh, my thing. Don't let your kids listen to this episode after Malenko swore more times than the Scarface movie on this. Uh, Malenko, I appreciate you. Thank you for being on. Uh, I, can I cannot wait. For uh, we're gonna review Dynamite when we go see it, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. 
We're gonna listen to the flute album going on, on the way there. Uh, don't think I'm a bad father, even though I made my my son watch the Texas Death Match with Swerve Strickland and Adam Page. I'm out of here. Milenko Zero Miedo. Gracias, Papa. I am your host, the Ayatollah Hip Hop, the whole damn show, the Radar R podcaster, and one half of the tag team champions of the world. See you soon. <laughs> the so only crazy. place in the world where you get hip hop and wrestling in the same podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Peace.